Welcome to So This Works, the lifestyle and business podcast about work-life balance. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marcus Lee and I'm your host. Today I'm joined by Lloyd Thompson, the owner of Tranquil Productions and Textiles International. Lloyd specialises in breakdancing, creative workshops, events, media production and much more. Today we talk about why Lloyd chose this particular career path, why he set up his own companies and how he's been keeping busy delivering workshops during this era of COVID-19. I hope you enjoy this episode, the beat will kick in shortly so please nod your head when it does and we'll get started with the conversation. Stay tuned. Lloyd Thompson, welcome to the So This Works podcast. How are you doing today, brother? Not bad at all. It's great to you know, it's great to be speaking with you today. Definitely. Nice one, nice one. Thanks for thanks for joining us, man. So tell us who is Lloyd Thompson. Tell the people listening who is Lloyd Thompson and what does he represent. Well, I'm you know I'm, I'm best known for for breaking and you know which is a is a dance style and I've been breaking for 20 years this year. I'm known for like traveling the world, dancing, yeah. teaching. So I was just like leading, like pushing the way for you know dancers and, and helping the community as well. Got my, my business, Travel Productions, as well, which is also online for, and, and you know, that's been going for 15 years. That's about helping people and you know, bringing people together. And uh, you know, it's, it's it's been an amazing, you know, journey with dance and, and uh, breaking, especially it's just hip hop. And you know, that journey has been amazing. But you know, that, that's kind of like been my life and my main focus. And you know, I'm also Christian too, so you know, that's a big part of my life. And those the dance and, and that are almost like combined in one is it really been 20 years because to me you still look about 25 <laughs> yeah, some some people say yeah i think dancing does keep you young cause, you know <laughs> people are you know, always coming up to me saying oh you know you don't change or you know and i think i think it is a dancing it just you know it helps yeah. you because you know it does release a lot of stress that you know some people can't get out you know so dancing kind of gives you like a release that's that and, and i think not holding stress and keeps you younger as well so yeah you know, that, that's probably what it is i drink a lot of water as well <laughs> what is the key because i filmed a, you know a lot of your productions you know whether it's through rafa council or the youth service or another organization that's putting on an event and you guys are coming and you're dancing and i've been watching you guys for years and i can remember watching you break dance and thinking i could maybe do that but now i watch you and i think not a chance if if, if, <laughs> if i want if i want a lot of injuries i'll try and do what you do but it's not a good idea right now. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's one of the things you just build up. You know, it, it looks hard, but it's something that I guess you, you, you just build bit by bit and, and, you know, it gets it gets better as you keep going, you know, in that way. Yeah. So Tranquil Productions, how did that start? How did that begin? I, I was really blessed as a kid because I was going to a school in, in West Bowling, which wasn't a good area at the time in Bradford. And uh, in that in that sort of school, it was a middle school because they had middle schools then called Ryan Middle. Yeah, yeah. And um, I got taken out of that school and put into, um, I managed to, to, the application went well, and I went to Dixon's yep. uh, CTC, which was like a technology college at yep. the time. So I was there, and I did want to pursue this art career, but I managed to get a, a trip down to London for work experience, and I won this competition thing. And yeah. when I saw the lifestyle of that job, I saw people in London, I think I was, I might have been about something like 15 or 16. And the funny thing is, we were doing an, an ad campaign for Fosters, <laughs> which you won't be allowed to do now, <laughs> yeah. obviously, at school. Yeah. But, you know, I, I was doing like an advert for um, 
beer and why why it keeps its head and all that and I wasn't even that old enough to drink so yeah. we were doing this sort of advert campaign and I won the, the competition me and my mate and we end up going to London and the the sort of director went to the director's office and he gave us his credit card and said you know just go and do what you want with this sort of like two of the people working for the company and they just took us around London and nice. you know they were telling us about the role and I wanted to be the creative kind of guy yeah, but when I saw the lifestyle, they they were the worst paid, and they were living in London, and yeah. it was like a one hour commute, and something like a two hour commute at home when it was busy or something like that. Yeah, and you know you're starting early, finishing mad, mad late, and I was like, I'm not going to be near my family. Yeah, you know you're not really enjoying life. Plus, you're not really valued. The director was valued when I went down to London. It was that that was the only role that seemed to pay well enough. So once I'd come back from the trip, I had to sort of I was confused, and you know I, I, the basketball hadn't worked out. And yeah. neither had the um, sort of this artistic thing, and then I, you know, I wasn't very good at the sports, but or anything, and, and not very confident in that way. But I went to um, the football camp and saw Breakers there. Yeah, uh, they did like an after show thing, and they were they were doing it from a local church. And when I saw it, it just literally blew me away straight away. Like right. I could sort of in one instance knew that's what I was going to be, and that's what yeah. I was going to do that's kind of where the idea came that it would be. And then it came to where I would leave school. Yeah. Um, and I had my A-levels in it. I'd either go to university or I would start a business. And while I was still at school, uh, still at sort of college, I guess, uh, you know, a sixth form, I'd got a few jobs given to me by, you know, people in Bradford, you know, uh, Jed yeah. uh, was, I think, one of the first guys to give me some work. And he just rang me up and said, uh, he was from Artworks in Bradford, a yeah. company in Bradford. And he said, um, we're going to pay you to do a summer camp, you know, and, and I, I was from a really poor sort of family, like, and uh, background, you know, moved seven times yeah. around Bradford, um, massive debt, all kinds of different things like that. So, you know, money was like scarce and, yeah. um, you know, he'd, he'd rang me up and, you know, it's like one of them films where someone rings you up and gives you a number and you just, you know, <laughs> you're jumping around, yeah. <laughs> but you're keeping it quiet. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause I'd never been paid like, you know what I mean? I hadn't, had money or anything and that amount of money that he was he was going to pay us for this um was just like life-changing for me yeah. at that time so yeah. i was like wow i'll go so i did that and it led to another because i did a kind of you know a good job and it was like right well we do this 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 next one out so i was kind of working i was doing my stuff at, at college and at school uh at sixth form and then um on the side after that i would be doing a class maybe in the evening or something in the holidays yeah like a camp or a park activity so it kind of built up and then it was like, make that decision yeah. when, when it was university. And I just, I made the decision not to go to university just yeah. to start and continue the business from there. So yeah. that was kind of like where Trunk Productions really began, but it was kind of a lead up from, from kind of, you know, like just before sixth form yeah. and, and, in, in, and then transitioning into it. Fantastic. Um, what, what year did you but, leave? Um, sorry, what year did you leave Dixon's CTC? I can't remember exactly what year I left. Um, you know, I, I know I was I, I was eighteen, I think, when I left. Um, I, I've not got that date to hand. I can't remember exactly because uh, I've got a bad memory for them kind of thing. I, I, did, I didn't realize you went to Dixon's because I went to Dixon's as well. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah I, I was. I would have been. Um, do you know what? I need to find. I need to find <laughs> that, that out definitely. Yeah, because. How, how old are you now? Oh, I don't say it. Yeah, I'm 38 now. So I left in... Um, <laughs> <I'm 38. laughs> I, I left in 1999. So I was, eight, I was 18 in 1999. You know what? We could have been there at the same time. I might have been in year... Because I, I, I'm, I'm, 
I'll be 33 this year. Right. So maybe maybe we could have been there just just right at the crossover Cross point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Gosh. You're right. So when you talk about that school, and I, I mentioned this to uh, Rad, who I spoke to on the previous podcast episode, because Rad did some teaching at that school, and that school was ahead of its time because having computers, having laptops, it sounds like the most obvious thing now. But back then, you didn't have laptops in in schools around Bradford. No, it was unbelievable. I mean, it was just think when I look back, I honestly can't actually believe it. Like the yeah. more I look, the more into the future I get, and, and you know, the more the years go on. That time was like, you know, we're doing electronics, yeah. we're doing DT, you know, but like on a big, you know, we're not talking like they had the machines, they had all sorts. Yeah. You know, when when I go and just do something without really thinking about it, sometimes I'm like, yeah. you know, how do I know that? And then I remember, oh yeah, I did, <laughs> I did that then. Do you know what I mean? In that little project then or, or there. And it's just kind of like, wow, you know, it, it was a good, a good opportunity, and you know, I, it does, it does show you how valuable yeah. it is to be able to access good education and stuff like that. We were so ahead of our time, but we didn't realise. And I think, like you, when I turned eighteen, nineteen, and then I started doing youth and community work, and I started doing projects, and I got to go to other schools when I was twenty-one, twenty-two, and I saw that those schools were still behind the school that I'd left five years earlier. I realised yeah. how fortunate we'd been. So you go to schools where they don't have lots of computers, they don't have lots of laptops, you don't have an email address. That school, CTC, was ahead of its time, so we were really fortunate. But could you tell me about the Clean North crew as well? Yes, yeah, so uh, basically that, that crew that I, I told you about that I started with that was at the St John's Church, we were all quite tight called the UV crew and we were travelling around and what happened is it just stopped. Right. So we were all kind of just left like... So we were shocked, we were upset, we didn't know what to do, and we were just left to ourselves. Yeah. So uh, I was one of the youngest ones at the time, though, in, in that crew. I think that one of the, a, a sort of popper called Cash, and, and he was a youth worker as well. We'd met him a few times while we were at the church, and I think he said, oh, why don't you come down here and train? Yeah. So we went there, and we're all quite like, you know, funny, funny group of kids, you know, just like... You know, had that good bond with each other. Yeah. But then, you know, I think it attracted some people were there at the time at that, at that youth centre and they saw us dancing and wanted to learn. And then, so I said, I'll teach you some, some moves and stuff. Um, started teaching them a bit of dance here and there. And then they started really getting into it a few and told their friends to come. Yeah. And that's kind of how the, the, the UV crew formed originally there. I'd say, you know, a lot of that that time is, is down, you know, being able to experience that time that I had as, uh, you know, being able to go for the business and also being able to just have them experiences because, you know, having a good mum in a sense that she was like uh, trusting yeah. and gives the freedom to move and yeah. breathe. Because I was like one of the youngest members. We used to go out into town and dance yeah. in different places. I was too young, but, you know, because I could break, I could get in anywhere because yeah. people liked it, they enjoyed it. So I was like a kid just rolling up to a club and then that's like our ticket in. Oh, you can dance, you know, and then you do a little this yeah. or that, and you get in. Yeah. <laughs> or they'd be like, you know, why are these guys? Why are these guys hanging out with this kid? So you know, they'd just be like trying to like you know get you in in that way. So I, yeah. I were going around clubs a lot from a young age, and then experiencing that. And the club promoters they enjoyed what we were doing and, and breaking, and then that led to us touring, you know, different places, uh, you know, yeah. around kind of Yorkshire and doing gigs and, you know, warm-up acts for, for big people and all sorts of stuff. So yeah. it was incredible in, in that way. Fantastic. So breakdancing isn't your typical nine-to-five job. So why breakdancing and why not, say, working in an office or working in a factory? 
why don't you think you're suited to a regular nine to five? I just feel like it's like a calling. I think breaking is one of the most hardest things in, in the world to do. Yeah. Because it's such a street level thing, and it's behind. It's, it's you know, whereas other sports have evolved and gone through that, like skateboarding, say, and other things, breaking. It's going through that now. We're going through that time of growth, and it's going into the Olympics in 2024 and, and all that right. kind of stuff. But yeah. I guess it's just, um, you know, it's a calling like that I felt was connected to, and not having anything, and it's what was available to me as well because I thought I could do it without the money. Yeah. And there were lots of things I wanted to do that I couldn't do because you know not having the money. So this I, I knew I could do regardless of the money, and I knew it would. I, I could tell it would give me that feeling and that you know, what I needed yeah. from it um, without, you know, without having to go anywhere else. So talking about the unfortunate elephant in the room, and I wish we didn't have to talk about this all the time, and I'm trying to talk about it less, but we are going through a UK lockdown because of this coronavirus, which is this pandemic, which has affected the entire world. I heard on the grapevine that you've been doing some really good stuff during this period. So could you tell us what you've been up to with the dancing? Yeah, well, um, because, you know, we, we're teaching, you know, different uh, schools and community centres and, 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 you know, people just everywhere. When this happened, uh, it was kind of like, you know, obviously everyone's used to training and seeing each other quite regular, you know. Yeah. If, if one week seems like if you're not there for one week, it can feel like a month, you know, like people are like, where have you been? You know, so I knew that it would have a big impact on people who are used to training hard, yeah. getting that in every day and then being in the, in the house. So almost, you know, as soon as I heard about the lockdown happening, I was like, I'm going to need to get to connect with with, with the, the Trump Productions family, we call it, you know, like people who are being a part of a community class or, or a crew. Yeah. And, um, you know, I kind of, you know, built up lots of, you know, equipment and gear and everything and felt real blessed because in the house I had everything I needed to do, like the, the live streams, I just had to learn it and um focus on it so I, I put together like a private live streams for uh, the students and, and people involved in drama productions and just just offered them up and we've done quite a few and, and they've been amazing and yeah. you know it's made them feel really good and we had like nice comments back and people just saying how, how nice it is to be able to get that exercise and have a bit of fun and we did two public ones as well I did one for um which was just open for anyone to join so yeah you know, I've, I've, I've tried to like do a few different things um, and make it open to different people, and yeah. they've all gone well, which is good because I think people just need it. And that, you know, I've tried to say that you know, obviously dancing is it's different from you know, because I do a bit of uh, you know fitness as well, and it's kind of dance and fitness are different in some senses. Dance gives you, I think, it's like a it's good for your soul in a way, and yeah. you kind of it's not just like where you're pushing weights and getting anger out. Dancing almost it can make you happy in that sense, you know, so if you're not dancing, it, it can have a big effect on you. So yeah. I thought I'll try and make sure that these guys can do as much as possible. And thank God, we, you know, it, it went really well. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we and, and we got some DJs from America, you know, I know well, and, and some from Europe and, and they let us use their music as well, which is like, you yeah. know, uh, amazing. So we can just, you know, put it online without any problems, which is good. So that was like DJ Flag and DJ Nobunaga. So I'd like to say thanks to them guys for helping as well. You're right. It's so important for the soul. I mean, two things you said there, I think, like you said, dancing is really important for the soul and it, whatever endorphins it releases in making you feel good, I think is really vital. And and also just keeping in touch with people. I, I'm so grateful for the technology that we've got now that we can live stream and we can join in Zoom conference calls and still keep in touch with our families and use WhatsApp and Skype and everything else out there to keep in touch. Because I think it's just important to keep in touch with people 
it's it's the closest thing that we have to hanging out with friends. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, so definitely. And I'd, I'd have to, yeah, I, I think it's really, yeah, you've got to do it. And I would say, you know, um, it was great because Brad, Bradford Council got behind us and, 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 you know, they wanted to support it, which is amazing because, you know, that shows that they value it too and, and you know, they want people connected and stuff, which I thought was amazing and, and, and great. Wonderful. Um, so, you know, I'd say thanks to them. Great stuff. Thanks, Council. So as a dancer or as a creative, I don't just want to pigeonhole you as a as a break dancer. Who do you look at in terms of people who inspire you? If you had to talk about those people that have inspired you, past, present, who would you talk about? Who would you mention? Well, I'd, I always have to say, like, first, you know, like a lot of the things, you know, I would say, God, you know, God is the inspiration mainly because, you know, a lot of the, you know, I don't always, the ideas seem to come from God in the sense so I get an idea pops into my head and, and then I kind of run with it and, and find other sort of inspiration through that as well because yeah. um, you know I, I, I always find God like inspiring to me in the sense of or a sense of my ideas it's like that's when I kind of come up with them ideas and then I'll put them down somewhere and you know it, over time it, it sort of unravels and becomes you know the vision becomes true in that sense yeah um, so I'd have to definitely say that um, you know God um, you know people who you know I'd, I'd say when I think of, I just had, you know, when I see people working hard, it, it pushes me. Yeah. So, uh, and that could be in whatever job they're doing. You know, sometimes I enjoy the job I do. So, you know, if I see someone not enjoying the job they do and they're pushing hard, it can, you know, it can make me think, do you know what, you've got a job you like and if you want to keep it, you know, you need to you need to push hard. You yeah. know what I mean? So sometimes that can, just, just watching people work hard and, and working long hours and, you know, I guess that's not inspiring, but it also it kind of, makes me want to keep doing what I'm doing and, yeah. and that makes me drive a bit more so I'm like you know to, to sort of push me to keep going on, on the track I am yeah. and to realise I bless them and stuff like that I think it makes you realise how fortunate you are because yeah. when I see people who work nine hour shifts in a job they don't like and I think yeah I'm actually doing my job which was a hobby was a hobby it started off as a hobby and now I'm doing it full time for a living and I get paid to do what I like so if I'm editing something if I'm editing a video or I'm shooting something and I'm thinking I'm not really enjoying this I'm still thinking I'm still in what I call the hobby phase <laughs> I'm still yeah, doing yeah. something that I enjoy I'm, I'm not I'm not up a ladder doing something that I don't want to be doing and my back's not hurting because I'm carrying something I don't want to be carrying it's because I'm doing my hobby for a living so it does make you realize how fortunate you are Definitely, yeah. It's just you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of people, you know, uh, you know, don't have them opportunities, or you know, just you know, maybe maybe stuck in that cycle, and it's, it can be, you know, like I said, I had a great mom who was allow me to sort of you know grow that that over that time, and yeah. you know, if she'd have been pushing me for for money almost like straight away or to to bring income in, then there would be no way I would have been able to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, it's incredible because what I'm doing now is bigger and, and you know, there is more income than there would have been if, if I'd have gone and just gone out there straight away. But, you know, that's a great thing that she, she allowed that, that, that growth time. And, and you know, I think that's great. That's fantastic. Here, Lloyd, we're going to play a bit of a game now. Something to tell you that is happening right now. I'm upstairs in the top floor of my house and the window cleaner is outside right now cleaning the windows as we speak so i'm looking out the window and i'm just seeing a big brush and a ton of water flash down this is happening live 
on the So This Works <laughs> podcast, even though it's recorded. Um, but I just like to share that with you. But we're going to play a game anyway. The game is called Would You Rather? And I'm just going to give you two options of what would you do in a certain situation. Uh, if I give you two options to pick, which one would you pick? This is like a little window into the soul of Lloyd Thompson to see what you would choose. Is that okay, man? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've got 10 questions for you, 10 choices, or 20 choices maybe. So here we go. So this is Would You Rather. So I've got 10 of these, so here we go. Here's the first one. Lloyd Thompson, would you rather be the funniest person in the room or the most intelligent? Um, most intelligent. I might ask you why for some of these as well. Why would you rather be the most intelligent? Because, um, you know, usually you can... You can uh, I'm not much of a talker, so I'd rather just be quiet. <laughs> 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 just stand there. <laughs> and I'd rather laugh at the other person's jokes, to be honest. That's nice. <laughs> than be telling them. That's good. Quite intelligent, man. Nice. Next one. Okay, we'll ask about your intelligence with this one then. So, question two is, would you rather have a Lamborghini in your garage or a bookcase with 9,000 books and infinite knowledge? I'd, I'd go with the, um, I'd go with the, I'd go with the books. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, and it depends what country we're in as well. Because you know, Lamborghini and Bradford is, you know, that's, that's <laughs> not the best with the books. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't have to get it from Bradford. You can, you can buy it from anywhere. But yeah, go with go oh, with the books. Okay. The books is good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Next question. This is a deep one. We're going to get deep. Would you rather reverse one decision you make every day? Or be able to stop time for 10 seconds every day? Um, that's hard. Uh, I'd probably go with the stop time. Stopping time once a day? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think because, you know, you make mistakes and, and you know, that's sometimes, you know, how you learn. So you, you don't want to, you know, and, and sometimes it's important to make the mistakes as well. So because, you know, if you can't change it, you, you have, to, you have to change yourself then, don't you? True, true. <laughs> okay. So next one. This one's to do with lying. I know you're a man of integrity, but I'm going to ask you this question anyway. Would you rather get away with lying every time or always know that someone else is lying? Uh, I'd rather always know that someone else is lying. You want the truth? Yeah, I want the truth, yeah. Definitely. You want the truth, fair enough. We'll move on. Next one. Would you rather have Beyonce's talent or Jay-Z's business acumen? Jamie's business acumen. Nice. You don't want to move like Beyonce? No, no. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, no. I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of Beyonce, to be honest with me. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of that. <laughs> I, I think that's a bit like, I don't know if that's legal to say that. You can't say that you're not a fan of Beyonce. I know, that that's, it seems a world that's just Beyonce mad here. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You get in trouble for, for that in some circles. Next one, anyway. <laughs> Would you rather have a sing-off with Ariana Grande or a dance-off with Jennifer Lopez, J-Lo? Dance-off with Jennifer Lopez. Do you think you could challenge her? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Next one. Would you rather be alone all your life or be surrounded by really annoying people for the rest of your life? Um, uh, I'd rather be... Um, oh, that's hard. That is hard. Um, can I not be, be in between them? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I think I'd, I'd be around the United people. Yeah, you just gotta take it, don't you? Yeah. I think uh, I think this lockdown has shown us that if you're not around a few people, you start to lose it. So we do we are social beings, aren't we? We need to be around people, <laughs> even if they're annoying. <laughs> 
That's great. Next one. Um, we just got a few more. Would you rather never use social media again or never watch another movie again? Never use social media again. Why is that? Because movies are like a big source of inspiration for me, definitely. Like, I love movies as well. So um, I just think they, you know, it can teach you a lot. And, you know, it's like you can get a lot of inspiration from characters and stuff like that. So it does. Movies have helped me, but I can never say social media has helped me. Nice. Next one, we just got two more. Would you rather sound like Darth Vader or look like Darth Vader? Um. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you've, you've either got his voice or you're walking around in a black gown looking kind of dark. <laughs> uh, I do wear a lot of black, so um, do you know what? I think, I think I'll... I think I'd rather look like Darth Vader because <laughs> that voice is, you know, that's unnerving, that voice. It is. So you'd be going around looking like Darth Vader, but sounding Yorkshire still. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, lad. Darth Vader, me, yeah. Definitely. Fair enough. Final one. Would you rather rule the world or live in a world with absolutely no problems at all? I'd rather live in a uh, world with no problems. I thought you'd go for that one. You're such a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, fair enough. That is Would You Rather, man. I'll, I'll, that's that's the end of that game. Thank you for playing that. Moving on then, you are a creative person and it's great talking to you. If you were to try and give some advice for other people who are younger than you, who are maybe being in your shoes, what sort of advice would you give them? Or advice to anyone who was a creative individual? I would say that, you know, that in, in life, that you know, I got told the world's your oyster in the sense of like you know, if you want to, you know, if you, there's so many, there's so many things to stop you from doing what you want to do, um, you know. But I just say go, go for, do what you want to do, and and try your best to go for that life and and push that way because you know, everyone comes from the the, the point of oh, what if what if this goes wrong or what if that goes wrong, but no one ever comes from the point of well, you know, what if it goes right, you know, like it's usually discouragement you know it's like you know people not being encouraging straight away that's the, the the thing i've experienced and i just say that you know you should go for what you want to do in life and um you know there's plenty of jobs out there and you know I, i've traveled the world and seen people doing create you know making a living off of doing crazy different things and you know it's just that anything is possible and you know not not to sort of not to give up yeah. um i'd say that you do need to lot of like um just because you are creative doesn't mean you you know you don't learn things, you know, and you, and you kind of just shy away from other parts of, you know, you, with with me, you know, I'm a director now of, of yeah. Textiles International, you know, and I'm also, you know, got that business of, of strong productions and it's taken, it's taken years and a lot of different knowledge to, to make that happen. It won't be possible if it was just stuck at, you know, I'm just a dancer, that's what I do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You have to push forward more and, and, and you have to be, you know, like think wider than what you do yeah you know and that that helps you to do what you're doing so that's what i kind of say it's just have an open mind and take every lesson that comes your way yeah oh, i appreciate so, that i appreciate you sharing that it's really helpful i'm sure that's going to help someone listening in talking talking about learning things is there anything you feel like you've learned about yourself during this lockdown period yeah i would just say that you know I just, I, I don't like the, you know, I, I think the pace of life is just too fast, you know, I think, in the, and that's in a worldly sense, not just in a personal sense. And yeah. I think my pace being fast and, and it's also down to the world's pace being fast, you know, yeah. and, and 
you want to do what you're doing, and then there's also the, the, the fact that if you don't do what you're doing, you kind of you've got to you're getting chased a little bit. You know, you have to keep. You know, you know, and I, I wish that. You know, I hope that. You know, after this is, is settled down, that the world does slow down a bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I just think that. You know, we should all be able to sort of live in, in and be able to enjoy life. Yeah. It, it seems like work is almost just ruling life, uh, and I think that it should be part of life, and it shouldn't be like um, we all need to work. Yeah. Obviously, is how much do you need to work to actually survive and and be able to pay? You know, to yeah. live. This time has showed me that I do like the slower pace. It's just, yeah. Obviously, I wish you could see everyone and enjoy life like this, and you know, still work and, and everything. So yeah, I think it's just showed me that. I totally agree with what you're saying, and I feel like I'm piggybacking off the back of some of your answers because I realised as well. Yeah, gosh, we do we do live at 100 miles an hour, and you know, we we work we work and. I don't know about you. I know obviously you've got little one and maybe you're not out and about in the evenings as much as I might be. But I've noticed that in our evenings, for example, me and my wife, we're in and we tend to have a movie night now. So we watch a movie or we just chat together or we play a board game. Whereas three months ago, we might have been out. We go here for a drink or, you know, I'm off to football or we're off to do salsa dancing or we're off to a bar or something or we've got to go around here and see them. We've got to see them as well. And you're so busy that you have one evening a week when you're in and yeah. and we've not been doing that obviously and we, st- we we miss our friends and we miss hugging family but we've been in but we haven't died as a result of it and yeah. we're not we're not rushing around as much as we used to be but we're actually perfectly fine and we're perfectly happy and aside from the thing of seeing loved ones some of the things that we were doing we just don't miss them and you realize yeah. oh gosh if 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 I had to live without that thing for the rest of my life then would I be all right yeah I would I, yeah, yeah, because I, I just think we're far removed from what we, what, what life, you know, what God intended life to be like for us, you know, and I think I think it's just like too much, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, it's definitely, and I've been to Japan and, and, and places like that, so I've seen the danger of how, how the, you know, if, you know, the world could be, if, if, if our lifestyle was like that, for example, you know, because yeah. uh, I've been there quite a few times and I just, I do worry that, you know, if people don't understand, you know, and, and people don't realise that they, they're unhappy, uh, you know, because it's just life, you yeah. know, and they'll say, oh, this is just life. <laughs> and it's not really, you know, because, you know, across, you know, in a different country, lifestyles are completely, I've been to Barcelona, you know, different, and, and they, you know, they take a nap in, 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 the, in the middle of the day. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and that's, that's just life to them, do you know what I mean? Whereas, you know, in Japan, you know, you're setting out the next 20 years and, and you're, you're expected to be like a cog in a massive machine. It's like, well, the world can be what you make it and what, what we make it. So I do hope that everyone does, you know, take it down a notch for sure. Definitely. Definitely. It's a good idea to slow down a little bit. It's hard, It might be hard for you to say this. Are there any plans that you've got for the future when life hopefully returns to normal? Anything that you've got planned going forward with Tranquil Productions? Yeah, with with trying reductions and and fit cells, you know, I, I know this, you know, the time is difficult we're in, but I, you know, I'm, you know, I'm used to working from that kind of, you know, I'm used to pushing. So this time being difficult is not, you know, it's not unfamiliar in the sense of, you know, uh, you know, obstacles in the way of yeah. what you're trying to do. And obviously, you know, I'm, I'm always trying to help people through the work I'm doing anyway. So, um, you know, it does feel like a bit of a continuation but just in a different like it's just changed uh, in, in the sense of the format but I'm still wanting to help people still wanting to do what I'm doing before it's just finding new ways um, you know and obviously like digital and 
you know, pushing that way. So I've got ideas and, um, you know, hopefully, you know, if them plans and, and, and the stuff I've been working on comes off, then, you know, can connect even more people and, and just, it, it could be something that, you know, is useful in the future, you know, because we never know what's going to happen after, you know, this is the first time this has ever happened, but yeah. it's good to be prepared from now on. Wonderful. So, yeah. Wonderful. So obviously people can't come and high five you and shake hands with you, but how can people find you online? Um, well, we've got tranquilproductions.co.uk and we've also got textilesinternational.co.uk. Okay. Uh, so those two websites there, you can get us or you can get me on Facebook, uh, uh, Lloyd Thompson or, you know, on, on, on Twitter, I'm on there, Lloyd Tranquil, um, I'm on Instagram as well and even I even went and joined TikTok the other day, which I'm not, I'm not doing them. But like, why, why, have you do, why have you done that, man? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Why did I you do to, that? It was, it was all going so well until you said that. <laughs> I had one, I had one video. I needed to, I needed to get to people, you know, just in isolation. So right. I just thought I need, I need to join it and just share it. But I'm, I've said that, that that's literally like, and it must be the shortest, you know. I'm putting that on, and then I just like kind of shut it down. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> <laughs> if, if if people listen to this in three months and then find your TikTok account and find you've got like twenty videos on there, <laughs> we'll just think can't believe what this guy's saying. <laughs> no, no, honestly. <laughs> yeah, definitely. We shall see. Well, Lloyd, it's been a joy to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I say this with everyone, but obviously it'd be great to have you back and let's talk in, you know, three months, six months, a year, see how things are going, how life has changed for you. It'd be good just to catch up again, but it's been great talking to you, man. Yeah, definitely. Great to speak to you too and I hope everything keeps well and, and keeps safe and, you know, thanks for the interview, definitely. God bless. God bless. Take care of yourself, man. Take care. Thanks a lot, man. See you soon. Well, you've made it this far, so thanks for listening to this episode of So This Works. I hope these insights and conversations help to inspire you, and please come back for the next one, which I hope will encourage you in some way. For more information about the podcast, please visit the website sawthisworks.co.uk and I hope you'll join me again soon. And until next time, take care.